<laughs> Hi everyone, we are coming to you live and pre-recorded from the news. The news. This is the news. Yes, uh, that show to we do news. every single day for 24 hours a day. The news. Uh, 24-hour news cycle really uh, caught up to us on that one because we started the news before the 24-hour news cycle, and back then it was mainly donkeys yeah and now it's all kinds of other things and we've just taken so long to try and produce our 24-hour live news show that we've fallen completely behind yeah yeah so starting hot news bill clinton caught cheating with monica Lewinsky. oh my god hot take have you heard about this war in serbia have you heard about this war in iraq uh Oh, but that's actually still the thing. Yeah, yeah, that's why yeah. I said it. Because it's it's kind of like being in the <laughs> 90s again. And I think that's it for the news. Yeah, I think that's... I hope that was informative and helpful. Oh, and yeah, some uh, little last little bit of news came in just now. Oh, yeah? Uh, apparently, this is the end of the news. Oh. Yeah, good. Okay, okay bye. Bye. No more news. Y- uh, please send our Pulitzer in the mail. Thank yes. you. Thank you. Bringing us full circle into everyone's favorite podcast, the most positive place on the internet. Be positive. positive. The positive B-movie, B-movie podcast. podcast. It's probably less in sync than we are when we are oceans away from each yes. other. Yes. Uh, of course, implying that today we are... As one. As one. <laughs> nestled into what can only be described... As a legendary blanket fort. Yeah. No, I mean, you would describe it as a legendary blanket fort in like 2007, maybe? Yes. But just a a really nice blanket fort. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's an older model. (laughs) (laughs) But it's been really well taken care of, I think. The the previous owners really uh, kept the lamp going. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to be posting, I think, probably a picture um, of Of the setup. Uh, in the blanket fort to Twitter. So go follow us there for that picture. I mean, you don't have to follow us to get the picture, but please also just... It's polite. Just follow. Just please. It's considered polite. Um, also, it's considered polite to send messages to be positive with your recommendations for future episodes. I'm Fraser. I am. Frederic. Frederic. No. Louis. 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 Which is perfect because we watched a French film this week. Today, today we just watched. We literally just watched. This it. is probably going to be our hottest take yet, except for probably like the first episode. Yeah. Which that was a hot 
steaming pile of shit. <laughs> Is that a the first steamy. unreleased episode? Yeah, yeah. It'll probably say that way. Um, yeah, maybe in the future on the back of our Oscar acceptance speech Blu-ray. Uh, yeah. Like in the B-sides. Yeah, yeah, that makes um, sense. This week, we watched Requiem for a Vampire. A.K.A. Caged, Caged Virgins. Virgins. There's like four A.K.A.s. Oh, my gosh. It's a.k.a. Caged Virgins, a.k.a. Virgins and Vampires, a.k.a. I think like Lament of the Virgins. Wow. Well, I do get it. They were lamenting. They were lamenting. Uh, And all those titles highlight the most important thematic aspects of this film being one, vampires, and two, virgins. Yeah, it's a 1971 film, and I would describe it as being French lesploitation. Yeah, yeah, I'd say that's... that's pretty let's much call it. it gothic French lesploitation. Yes, that is the genre that we're dealing with here. So if for some reason you're not familiar with works of gothic French lesploitation... <laughs> Why wouldn't anyone be familiar with that? Yeah, it is the pinnacle of its own genre. It really is. Do you want me to do a, a plot run-through? I, I, I think I'm physically incapable of I running It looks like it. This is, this is very, I can see you. You're sitting yeah. right next to me in yeah, the yeah. flesh, and I can see your body just tense up. You yeah, you know it. what it is. You know what it is. Before we start, it is because of Eyes of the Werewolf. Yeah. That okay. movie broke my spirit <laughs> a little bit. So I had to take some time off. Yeah. Uh, he literally had to move countries. I, I left Vietnam, which I went to. Yeah, you can check out my blog. I, it's not on the... Anyway, I came to South Africa... And still, that pain haunted. It follows me. Okay, that's fine. We'll we'll get you through this. Yes. Um, okay. Quick synopsis of Requiem for a Vampire, aka Cage Virgins, aka Virgins and Vampires. Our two French protagonists are driving in a French car. They're in French clown makeup, mm-hmm. and a French man is driving. Yes. And they're shooting at two other French men. Using a French gun. Using a French gun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the most French film in the world. So they're running away from something, and they end up stumbling into the Chateau of Water, the Water Chateau, I suppose, which is the site of an ancient vampire cult. Well, the cult's not ancient. Well, the cult's not ancient. The vampire's ancient. Yes. It's a cult centered around an ancient vampire. It's all about where the karma... Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So they get, and this is kind of <laughs> choose the correct answer, but they A, get seduced, B, get convinced, C, get hypnotized, D, get manipulated into becoming a part of this cult. Yeah. Because this cult desperately needs virgins. Yes. Because that's how vampires reproduce. It's not really confirmed, but it is kind of like there's a character played by bargain bin Jeff Goldblum <laughs> as the main vampire, vampire dude number one. This guy is such a fucking dullweed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he's not. He's not even keen about being vampire. But anyway, <laughs> this dude is sort of our only link to the lore behind yeah. the film. And he doesn't really explain it. He says, yeah, we need the virgins for to make the species yeah, go to on. to continue the race or whatever, right? But, yeah. Um, yeah. So, anyway, they have to be virgins. This is the main task. The other task is to lure men into the chateau so that they can be fed upon. Yes. Um, our two protagonists go out and find men. Michelle, 
uh, lures her back to the castle expertly. Using nothing but nudity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the power of nudity. I'd say n- nudity and giggling. There's a lot of like the... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see how... I can see how that can draw your attention. I mean, it's scary. Trying to seduce Phaser, but it's not working. It's not working. Louis was starting to fade into a ghostly. (laughs) 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 Um, So she lures a guy back. It does the bidding of the vampires, but the other character who is unnamed. Yeah, yeah. The blonde one. Also, the blonde one. Yolandi, we'll call her. Yeah, yeah, because she looks uh, also sort of like Yolandi Fisser's grandmother. Yeah. Her cool grandmother in the 70s. Yeah. She lures a man, but then decides to use him to her own ends by having sex with him, thus no longer being a virgin, so that during the ceremony, which is all also very vague, oh yeah, she is rejected because she is no longer a virgin and the ceremony can't continue. Yeah, and basically she dooms the vampire race to death. Yes, but then... Jeff Goldblum um, <laughs> super chilled with it. Yeah, because he's like, well, I was going to die anyway, and none of these other dingbats are going <laughs> to... They're I'm never going to be real vampires because my magic is too ancient. Yeah, it runs out sort of like a battery. Yeah. And he's charged... No, I don't. I ain't got nothing. No. It's not like a battery. Okay. Not no. at all. It's like a vampire. It's exactly like a vampire. So he can't transform any more people, really. Except Erica, who's like his second in command, who will be the closest. Yeah, but she will never complete the transformation. Yeah, she will According never, to him. Yeah. Who knows? Who Jesus knows? Christ. He might even be wrong. He doesn't seem like the most worldly person. Maybe he doesn't isn't aware of yeah. the large communities of vampires all around him. Yeah, it's really intense. So then, anyway, they try and find the guy who Yolandi slept with. Frederic. Frederic. That's the third named character in the film. Yeah. Three out of three. They try to find Frederic and... Uh, Yolandi gets captured by Michelle. Michelle tortures her a little bit to try and find out where the guy is. Uh, turns out the guy was hiding in um, Dad Dracula's mausoleum all along. Dad Dracula then... I don't really know what he offers, but he saves Michelle and Yolandi's lives by saying, I'm going to go into my mausoleum and die now. Yeah, uh, Erica, come die with me come, in here. Come and die with me, the great BBC lifestyle <laughs> that everybody loves. <laughs> come die with me. Yeah, and then the other vampire lady who was unsuccessful in her transformation, yeah. she gets to sit outside the tomb like the dog from Futurama yeah. waiting for her master to return. But it, she, she will be reduced to ashes Yes, by just weighing. Yeah, but, uh, and then Michelle and Yolandi leave, and that's it. That's the film. Uh, that's it, and it, it says many things. There are many, so many things to be said about this film. One, don't watch it with your kids. Please don't. Two, don't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> don't watch it. Just um, I'm gonna I'm gonna put a stamp on this one. Yeah. I'll call it slightly average to negative instead of positive. <laughs> be be abs. Be abs. No, a big issue I had with the film was all the sexual assault. Oh, uh, there's a lot Ooh. of that. And it's, it lingers. Because, like, yeah, we were talking in, in Eyes of the Werewolf about the porn quality acting 
and then the awkwardly lingering love making scenes that kind of verge on softcore pornography yeah but compared to this eyes of uh, the werewolf is tame tame it's and loving practically amish <laughs> yeah so no offense to the amish no listeners. we love you yeah we amish. know you're all about Podcasts. podcasts. We love podcasts so much. The film is kind of broken up uh, in my mind into three parts, which is the first part, which is a lot of walking and just mainly walking. It's yeah. A lot of walking over fields. Long, drawn out, lingering shots of walking. Yeah. Walking through a graveyard, walking up a hillside, uh-huh. walking down uh-huh. a road. Yes. Then there's the 15 minute block where it is just wall to wall rape. <laughs> Where it is <laughs> like <laughs> hardcore pornography. Well, not well, not th- hardcore. There's no like, there's no penetration, so it's not you hardcore. You don't see penetration, yeah. But it is definitely bit somewhere. It toes the line of extreme cinema. Yeah. Just because of the depiction and the graphic and physical nature of the scene. Yeah. It's uh, very exploitative. Yeah, that it is. And like your racist grandpa, it's definitely from a different time. (laughs) And uh, not (laughs) self-aware. Okay, so that's the second part, is just the very, a lot of bad, bad rape. Yes. And then the third part is where the narrative is. That's where the whole, like, they get into the castle and they get bitten and they're beginning to transform. They go out and get the guys and all that stuff. That's, that's where the magic like, happens. <laughs> that's where, yeah, that's where the movie happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's there's about a three quarters of the film <laughs> is preamble to the actual plot. It's fantastic. It's great. It, you know what? There is such a good and artistic reason for them doing that. Yes. Which is that... They want people to leave. They want, they want people to leave before the awful, <laughs> awful rape scene. No, okay, so what what they're doing is they're really drawing us into these characters. These long, lingering shots. We keep wondering, what's happening? Is something going to happen? Who are these people? Who are these people? Why are they not talking to each other? Yeah, why are there only like 20 lines of dialogue in the whole film? In the whole film. And like at least 15 of them are pure exposition. Yes. And so those kind of really, you know, drawn out long takes, that's what makes it art. Because if it was really quick and like cutty and jumpy and there was like a lot of blood and stuff, then it would just be like, ugh, boring slasher gore. Yeah, gimmicks. Yeah. Who needs them? Who needs them? Conventions. Put that camera on a tripod and watch. And forget. Set it and forget it. That's what I always say. That's my first rule when it comes to filmmaking. Exactly, exactly. Uh, and as our as our listeners will know, you're the director of many fine, many many fine art films, many fine single take, <laughs> four hour art, art films, films yes. uh, where it starts with a f- with a frame of your dog, and then the dog leaves frame, and it's just and then it's just the frame. Three hours and fifty minutes of. But you know what that does is it allows you to imagine what is that dog doing right now. Exactly. <laughs> and then you also think about, like, maybe I should go do what the dog is doing. The dog is free, but I am not. And that's what Caged Virgins is saying. That's exactly it's what that Caged Virgins is saying. They weren't the Caged Virgins, even though they couldn't leave. My God, we, we were the Caged <laughs> <laughs> We were the Caged Virgins all along. 
Oh my god! And that's what the movie—they flipped it. They you just reversed it. Can crack that nut wide open. I dog. did, and that's that's <laughs> what I'm here for. That's, that's why it. they paid me the big bucks. Fuck! Awesome. Okay, out of ten cage bird, what are you? <laughs> 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 that was the whole whole podcast. That was um, the whole part. We should actually just do uh, 45 minutes of silence before this. Yeah, yeah, just to draw people in. Just to make sure that they really, really, really want to know if we released a silent episode. A minute of silence. We'll we'll just have like, you know, we'll have 45 minutes, but it won't be absolute silence. It'll just be like a little, (coughs) a little sound so they can like, oh, is it going to start now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we just, we, we lead them on, which is exactly the way that the titular versions uh, <laughs> tend to lead men. Titular virgin, Virgins is my new band name, by the oh, way. Oh, yeah. yeah. I would go see Titular Virgins live. But we have two scenes where men are exploited, but as if they were uncontrollable savage machines. Yeah. Um, when michelle goes to get her victim or do you want to start with the other one i want to start with uh yolandi yeah yeah yeah. okay let's talk about because she and this is even before any of the vampire stuff she goes to just a food truck on the side of the road and just walks around in front of it a little bit Mm -hmm. and the man inside naturally interprets this he's got his fucking like his burger patties are on the grill, like the gas is going. Yeah, uh, mid uh, fry cook. Yeah, he's, frying. He's, he's he's working. He's elbows deep in a fryer, <laughs> and she just sort of walks around, and he's like, you know what? Definitely being propositioned right now. Yeah, gotta run out, gotta chase her down for five whole minutes. Just the chain scene in the woods. It's a lot of running, and then he captures her and gets very gropy, and eventually she. Shrugs him off and leaves. Yeah, she hides behind a tree and he doesn't check. Yeah, and again, she's like, well, mm, guess she's just gone into the forest now. A mindless machine. Yeah, like incapable of thought. Just like the second time when Michelle goes to get her victim, a French man is r- riding his very French bicycle down the French road. Didn't he also have a baguette? He well, he had a yeah, he had a French basket on his French bicycle, and I think it did contain a French baguette. That is. The most French. He should have been a eaten, <laughs> eating a whole raw onion and b drinking a bottle of red wine yeah. <laughs> next to the water chateau, and that would just be perfect. Well, well, I mean, most of the characters in this film are incredibly French. Yeah, there are two who are the most French. Yeah, and we'll get to them. So uh, Michelle draws the man's attention by giggling, like Louis mentioned earlier. <laughs> oh my god. And then also by getting naked on top of the wall yep. of the chateau. And the man's yep. like, this again, I'm being <laughs> propositioned. This is how sex happens. This is the natural way. This is romance. So he runs around. Also, he gets like, inside. he's definitely a married middle-aged man. Like, yeah, 100%. yeah. He seems, at first he seems confused. He I, seems yeah. petrified. <laughs> but then... He just fully commits to this and yeah. chases her into the chateau where he is eventually ambushed by Erica. Yes. Bitten once, very lightly and very fleetly. Just a little... Like a little peck. A peck on the neck. Yeah. A neck peck. 
And then he drops drops dead, and Michelle has to drink his blood. Yep. Uh, well, and then there's a really br- like that's the thing with this film. Every now and then, there's a really nice shot. Oh yeah. The cinematographer, for the most part, at least knew what he was doing, except with like 15 minutes of unbroken sexual assault. At that one must point. have been the director. That I must feel have like been the, the director, director took an yeah. adamant stance. I, I'm sure the DOP was sitting there going like, you know what we could do? We could just cut this whole scene. <laughs> just cut this whole section <laughs> of just the like, film. At least let me just film like her hands or like... Yeah, yeah. Or face. Ch- like Face maybe? Could we see some face? Could we see the actor's faces? Maybe some face. No. May- maybe even just a shot of the dude's butt. You know, some male nudity. No, we can't see male nudity. We can only uh, see full frontal female Which is nudity. surprising because I thought the French were all about full frontal male nudity <laughs> yeah. for some reason. I don't even know why. I'm sure it's prejudiced you to feel that If you're way. French and you're you're listening to this dick out, please tweet at us. Let yes. us know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please tell me if I'm being a pig. It is the, a Yankee. Uh, yeah, that's the second man who is like completely incapable of controlling himself. Yeah. And he gets killed for it. And there's a really nice shot where she's got his blood running down her chin and she's looking up at Erica like, did I do good, mommy? Yeah. Um, but it, if you use that sort of verbiage for it, then it becomes creepier. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Then Dr. Freud's in the bowl. Spook level intensifies. He's getting in here in, in the little blanket for Oh, gosh. Dr. Freud. Oh, God, he smells like cigars. Oh, and cocaine. Oh, no. How do you even smell that? <laughs> How much cocaine do you have to do to smell <laughs> like cocaine? <laughs> You, uh, let's talk about the most French people that have ever existed. Okay. The grave diggers. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but by saying they're the most French people ever, I do agree, but also we're definitely stepping into like, we're going to be saying some shit. We're going to be, we're usually very, very politically correct, but this time we're laying it down. No, sorry, if you're French, you need to hear this. <laughs> No, but it's so fucking hilarious. Okay, so <laughs> they're running through a graveyard, and Michelle somehow doesn't see the fucking open, yawning grave before uh, her. Of course not. It's um, you never look down. You never always look <laughs> up and forward. <laughs> That's how you feet. keep going and how and you like achieve even success. Even if the grave is right in front of you, don't look down. For like at least fifty yards. No, but you're looking down. You should pay no attention to the ground. It would see it in your peripherals. Yeah, but you just ignore you that ignore part. That you commit. <laughs> you commit to an upwards trajectory in life. And that's how you get places. I love it. I love This is the Be Positive Self-Help podcast. This is. We should do this because the Be Positive is also a perfect name for a self-help podcast. Yeah. Uh, in fact, we come up in many self-help searches. Really? Yeah. That's good. If you're looking for self-help and you're listening to this, this please. This is the place. This is it. We're definitely not going to drive you further into the pit. We are helping you. We're helping you help yourself. Help yourself. And then to help us, us. help you in the future. Yes. So keep listening. It's, we're, we're getting to the self-help stuff. It's yeah. always, it just comes right after the movie stuff. Then we do the self-help stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big time. Um, <laughs> the same as, you know, we always have the segment in front. Uh, so, okay, so she runs into this grave, falls down, knocks herself out in the grave. Yes. And then the two French grave diggers <laughs> who are standing outside the grave having a goua break. Yeah, yeah. Just smoking yeah. their goua's come back and they're like, uh, fine, let's work, I guess. 
Yeah. They start filling in the grave without looking into the grave at first. They're just chucking dirt into this thing. Then at some point, the gravedigger sees it, but then also decides that it's 100% yeah. not his problem. There's brother. a long scene from her point of view that's just focused on the gravedigger, staring down at her, smiling, he is, and he, just piling dirt into yeah, the grave while she's squirming, yeah. clearly still alive, and also not supposed to be in the yeah. grave. And so they they do their job for like five minutes, maybe five minutes. <laughs> then they take a little red wine break, <laughs> take some sips out of the bottle, and then decide like, nah, fuck it. No, nah, well, fuck it. We've we've reached our forty five minute workday quota. We're, <laughs> we're leaving. We're gonna go have a baguette and fuck each other's wives. <laughs> oh my god! That's exactly what. Shots fired. Yeah, it's great, but then that leads that scene leads us into a very nice visual metaphor. Yes, uh, that you know we also get to see in Knights of the Living Dead. It's the hand bursting yeah. from the grave and clawing at the air to sim- symbolize that this is unnatural. This Michelle character has now transcended mortality yeah. to become the undead exactly all of those things are correct (laughs) so i think in terms of cinema which is what the french call cinema you mean cinema cinema cinnamon so this film i think to me draws a lot from the artistic movement the the french new wave or the nouvelle vague as as the french say exactly like that Almost, that was eerie. It was like having a Frenchman right here in our hovel with you just, us. You just smell like the piss coming off the cobblestones. <laughs> like, oh my god! Louis Rosebud. Oh no, damn! You know what it is? It's because um, when I was going to Lisbon, I was on an Air France flight. Yeah. And my name is incredibly French. Oh yeah. And so um, an air hostess came up to me and she was like, Oh, Monsieur, and I was like, oh, I'm sorry, madam, I don't, I don't speak French. I'm South African. And then there were two French people, a mother and a daughter, sitting next to me, and they just laughed at me in oh my, my God. face. And I was so, like, so I've hated the French since then. So this, all this is not actually directed at the French people at large, but at those two people yeah, on the air exactly. flight. They hurt me, and now I'm lashing out. And they're going to be listening. <laughs> I know. You do know they're listening. Well, if they can speak English. I'm sorry, I'm so angry. Now I'm <laughs> at them. Oh, my God. Um, I actually have many fr- French friends, and they're wonderful people who don't. Only work 45 minutes a day. Yeah. Sometimes they work 50. <laughs> well, they do get an overtime check then. So. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Sorry, we're like just bagging on the French today. Look, okay, so here's the thing. That this film falls in sort of the same time period as the Italian giallo yeah, yeah, yeah. thing, the whole phenomenon. And it's very similar, but yeah, it's... French. It's just so French. <laughs> it's you know, it's like a mixture between Giallo and New Wave, where it has the like you know, here and there it has the really saturated neon colors mm-hmm. of of Giallo. of Giallo and it's got the kind of obsession with gothic themes, death and eroticism and those kinds of things from Giallo and that the dreamlike quality yes, as well. The yeah. surreal 
yeah. sort of uh, you know time doesn't really flow in the natural way yeah it's at like least not for the day, viewer yeah and then from the new wave it's got a lot of that like really weird choppy editing where it just like they just cut to something up. completely different they just cut um like when they're washing their makeup in the pond because they're still in clown makeup at that point yeah yeah, yeah. Then it's it right just at like the beginning it shows red makeup and then it cuts and it has white makeup in it and then cuts and there's red makeup in it again that kind of like really weird choppy editing that seemed to me i'll go back to it but there's something like symbolism i want to talk about yeah, yeah, yeah let's let's talk about that and that and then also some of the really long wide shots yeah so there's for so instance, long there's w- right in the beginning when they're doing the car chase and they're pew pew firing at each other from their never-ending French yeah. gun <laughs> revolver. Well, it does end. It yeah, does yeah. end, but only like an hour and a half into the film. Yeah. They're firing, 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 firing. And it's kind of, you know, it's shot action-y. Sort yeah. of. Like yeah, it's, it's close. A full-on full car chase, yeah. but it's still... It's like a car chase in the old Giallo films. It's all, all yeah, very it's loose. And yeah, and fake. Yeah. yeah. But then it cuts to this really wide shot of the two cars going down the road through a field and you just hear the little and it just kind of it completely takes you out of it it has almost this alienating effect where it's you know you're not watching it as action anymore you're just seeing this really bizarre thing from afar yeah a lot of uh, a lot of the film was shot in a way that it would actually be if you were there in the moment yeah if you were just some guy looking and like like standing in the field you just see these people drive by and shoot at each other it's not gonna sound very impressive to you, but no. to them, they've got the action music playing, and <laughs> well, in this movie's <laughs> case, like experimental French jazz <laughs> over everything. That was our alternate title: French jazz and moaning. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's the soundtrack to those movies. Yeah, yeah. French jazz and moaning. That's the OST. Yeah, I want to get back just to the makeup? the pun, the makeup mm-hmm. scene where you know they've escaped as clowns and they're sort of breaking into the surreal realm and they come to a pond and instead of actually showing them removing their makeup we just get to see the makeup sort of dripping off their faces yeah into the pond and the red makeup does look like blood and it's sort of them washing symbolically washing their hands Mm. of their friend's death Mm, mm, uh, as mm. he got shot while driving their getaway car from the party they escaped from they shot a guy at a party oh what no just clowns clown murder these are two regular gacies (laughs) this is goddamn (laughs) serial killers i don't know exactly they or the a guy was they they shot someone yeah then that person's friend tried to shoot them yeah then they jumped over the wall and their friend was coincidentally chilling in the car just idling uh-huh uh and that, that's when the chase ensued not suspicious at all no that's no. perfectly reasonable french story yes i mean that's uh, all the stories i've heard were exactly word <laughs> exactly, for word that one exactly that yeah. yeah that's how people in paris just like get to work in the morning yeah you shoot someone their friend tries to shoot you jump over the wall your friend happens to be there you get in the car <laughs> you go to the baguette factory exactly where you work where all <laughs> french people work <laughs> oh god so oh, roast mode oh god can't turn it off okay yeah so they're washing that night from them their clown selves yeah and 
they emerge as these innocent, at least visually represented as as these innocent people who, you know, they're pure and whatever because yeah. of virginity, which also in reality doesn't make a lot of sense, but it's I guess it's a social convention. Yeah. And then that's really important for vampires, as it turns out. Somehow. Yeah. Mm. Because they're also they're also definitely in a lesbian relationship. Yes. Yeah. Um so I don't think lesbian sex counts. Nope, nope. Uh not for vampires. No, okay. Remember the dude's ancient, so he's from a different uh, he's time. A, he's really from a different time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's also a point where so uh, when they've washed their makeup off and they they go wandering for a bit more and they still have their clown clothes with them and there's a point after I think their first meeting with the vampires when they run away, they lose their clown clothes. Yes. So anything they had that was still kind of whimsical or still like kind of youthful or magical. Or even just modest. (coughs) Yeah, actually, because, yeah, that is kind of taken away from them at that point. Then they they don't have that costume anymore. They do take it off once earlier on to uh, seduce the the food truck guy. The food truck guy. Who, by the way, has set up his food truck literally in the middle of a forest. Yeah, he's not even really close to the road. He's no. just sort of in a clearing, yeah. hidden. It's marvelous, marvelous marketing for that dude. Yeah. But yeah, they, they sort of lose any attachment to their prior selves. And also the blood in the water could represent them losing their virginity. You know, there's blood involved in that process, especially in the way that the vampire yeah. views virginity. And in that same way, you could imply that the vampire is like the ruling class of France mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they're just sucking the youth from France with their yeah. goddamn politics. No, I'd absolutely, I'd absolutely agree. And definitely, I think there might be something, and of course we think everything in this film is completely intentional, but of there might be something is. intentional in that, that the vampire represents like an elite who is dying out and yeah. he can no longer pass on his privilege or his Erica calls it Malad- a divine malediction. Yeah. Which is I mean that is very poetic. It's very uh, so French. So French. Which is a positive thing. There, we said something nice about the French. All right. So it curse broken. The French are not entirely awful. Yeah. They just smell bad, but that's fine. <laughs> 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 oh right back uh, into Rose sorry man. the French uh, um, so yeah so he can no longer pass on that divine malediction yeah he's dying out his people are dying out and it has become clear to him even though it hasn't become entirely clear to his cultists or his like yeah his followers his yeah the petit bourgeois almost I guess the ones who hope to become vampires think the middle class yeah they think, yeah, they think like, oh, we can also attain, attain these heights. We can also yeah. do this. And then once we th- we're there, we'll be the ones sucking the blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wraps up nicely in that. And then if we take that metaphor to its conclusion of the vampire goes off to die mm-hmm. and the titular virgins escape. <laughs> the titular virgins escape. <laughs> <laughs> to go play another gig. Uh, they go, yeah. They they move on to the next venue. Yeah. But they leave this elite ruling class to die, and it could be a metaphor for the French Revolution. Ooh. Where of course we had my people overthrown by the peasants. 
your people? Apparently, I asked a French person, and my surname indicates like a status oh, like of like fanciness. being a duke. Oh, really? Yeah, according to my surname. So I'm wow. like, why did my family run away from France during that specific why? time period? Why on earth would they? Yeah, why did they run to Africa and you know invest all their wealth there and then squander it? I'm I'm angry about ancestors squandering wealth. Yeah, it's stupid. But I mean, I used to be a duke. Now look at me. <laughs> now you're in a pillow fort. Now yeah, now I'm in a pillow fort. Can't even afford a castle. You know what? I was suspicious about this film. I think that was filmed in my ancestral hall. We should sue. We should send a strongly worded letter to uh, uh, Monsieur Macron. Yes, <laughs> I'm sure he doesn't have anything else to deal with. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's not like anything happening in France at the oh, moment. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. By the way, we stand with you, my yellow-vested brothers and sisters Gégelet. and, you know, siblings of non-binary origins. Yes. So, Thank you know, man. keep keep uh, keep the good fight up. We joke around, but we do. Yeah, we love that shit. We, we love France. We love the fact that um, luxury restaurants have to put giant metal cages around their properties to protect <laughs> themselves from rioters. Yeah, well, they got to protect the baguettes. Like metal plated. I've seen it. I've seen it. Runs. It's again, it's happening again. The, the virgins are escaping once more. Let's hope they make it. Yeah, this time, <laughs> this time's a charm. How many republics has France had? I'm going to say more than one. But less Definitely. than seven. Okay. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's accurate. Ballpark. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. We'll leave it at that. So last thing I want to talk about, uh, and then we can we can move on into the self-help part of Be Positive. Which is a thing that we it's always coming. do. It's coming. Just hang on a little while. Just more. keep it. Hang in there. I See, saw that on a post. That's, that's help. Up. It's helping you from me. So another thing that I noticed in the film is... The vampire has these two little bats that he live does. in his cape. <laughs> and they will come out and uh, just attach themselves with their tiny little vampire bat teeth mm-hmm. onto the titular virgins' necks and then just hang there loosely, like limply, sort of like a scarf. In yeah. A very like French a silk scarf type situation. Yeah, yeah. But then it turns out it's a bat and also controlling their minds. And then also sort of starting the transformation process into becoming a vampire yeah. with their tiny bites. It's very vague. It's all vague. But something that I find very compelling about that is that in old medieval witchcraft lore, uh, a sign of a witch would be that they would have extra nipples on their body. Really? And they would have tiny little familiars like frogs or bats or rats. Yeah? Attached and suckling on these teats. On their like, on their not normal nipples. Yeah, yeah, just like on their extraneous on, nipples. on their knee, on their weenus, <laughs> uh, behind the ear, behind perhaps. The, well, that's a good spot for a nip. Or on the neck, as we see in this. So oh. this is sort of them being marked by evil. If we're going yeah. to take that witchcraft Let's symbolism. Let's take that witchcraft. Symbolism. I'm gonna take it. Put it on my face. Put it on your neck. No. Put it on your neck teat. Okay. No, yeah, definitely very witchy. Very yeah. witchy stuff happening. Yeah, yeah. It it does have an overarching sense of the supernatural, which we don't get in modern vampire films. Like the vampire is supernatural, but there's no kind of spiritual element to it. Yeah, yeah. Like there's no like magic just 
in the air all around the vampire. It's yeah. not like any of that's happening. Yeah, I think a lot of contemporary vampire things are s- so like focused on trying to make the vampires seem as you know realistic as possible. Either sexy or scary or both. Yes. <laughs> so you know, in True Blood, there's like the whole vampire civil rights storyline, which kind of peters out, I think, across the seasons. But yeah, then it just becomes about fairies versus vampires. Yeah, and then it's just garbage. Or like the greatest films ever made, Twilight. Mm-hmm. Like in the Twilight films. Yes. They're I've never seen them. Yeah, but they are probably someone's magnum opus. Yeah. No, but they're made prettier, and they're not like threatening you know they go to fucking high school and they have a really nice well-decorated modern house and yeah you know that kind of thing but that's just bringing the aristocratic part back and keeping the blood-sucking undead monster part on the to a minimum yeah. yeah so i mean that's that's pretty much all i had to say about cool. requiem Pour un Pour vampire. Un vampire. Uh, blah, blah. <laughs> do you want a little louise flash oh please Okay. Flash me in person. So things I, <laughs> 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 things I really enjoyed in this film. We've got the jazz cult. Oh yeah. So this film is mostly scored with French jazz, which is great. There's a French jazz version of Three Blind Mice. Yeah, that's Erica's theme, I believe. Yeah. Every time she goes for a bite. So there's a point where Yolandi is sneaking up on the cult, and they're playing this fucking funky ass organ music <laughs> it's like so funky phantom of the opera but he's hanging out with duke ellington it's tangy it's what it, it does is. it has that swing to it yeah so i love the fact that like even in the scary parts the music's still pretty jazzy oh yeah so funky um and i really enjoyed the male vampires not not most of their behavior but i really enjoyed um their vampire noise when oh, they yeah. jump out from behind a gravestone and go yeah yeah if they weren't uh sex offenders it could be cute yeah even no well uh, endearing (laughs) maybe we also speculated that maybe they had all the costumes and stuff to make a pirate movie oh yeah then realized they couldn't get a boat or you know we're we're near in the central europe yeah (laughs) so like oh well what what's looks exactly the same as a pirate Vampires. vampires Oh, we also, and I think Lisa mentioned this, that this film seems to have been a central inspiration for Lars von Trier. For uh, Antichrist. Yeah. So, Lars, if you're out there, if you're listening, please tweet at us. Let us know. If he's listening. I mean, he's listening. He's obviously listening. Please tweet at us, Lars, and tell us all about how much you love Requiem for a Vampire. A.K.A. Caged virgins. AKA Virgins and Vampires. AKA Jazz, Jazz and, and Moaning. <laughs> yes. Uh, that's it. That's what I. All right. Well, that's it for Requiem for a Vampire. So, Louis, if you had to rate Requiem for a Vampire mm-hmm. out of one to five aspirant vampiric initiates, mm-hmm. how many aspiring vampires would you give to uh, Bargain Bin Jeff Goldblum? <laughs> <laughs> to try and save the vampire race. Um, I would, at most, I would sacrifice one virgin. Yeah. that's Just to be limit. polite. Yeah, just because, like, okay, you invited me into your chateau and you gave me some of the wine and whatever, but, like... Here's one, well, here's virgin. one virgin. I can spare one, but I'm not giving you all five of my virgins. Why would I? Yeah, that's just... I that's daylight robbery. Five. So that's it. That's my answer. Okay. Uh, that's a pretty good, pretty good rating. 
It's a solid... A solid one out of five. <laughs> solid one out of five. Well done, Requiem for a Vampire. And I'm going to give it, you know what? I'm also going to go for a one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, See, there's just this thing about the 15-minute rape sequence. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I, in fact, I'm actually going to just say it's loner virgin. It's not... You, you have to give it back. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so it's like half... And unused. Unused, of course, because you don't want a soiled virgin. No, I mean, then it's not a virgin anymore. Yeah, that defeats the point of the social construct of virginity. Virginity. All right, so now I am going to do this live. I'm going to get us a random number. This is great. Uh, I'm going to give people a little peek behind the curtain while you get your RNG out. Fraser Fraser always surprises me at this point with whatever the next film is going to be. And then I always, always, always forget. And I have to ask him like five times what the next movie is. It's true. It's happened. Also, each time he tells me, my, my my reaction to whatever he tells me is identical. He's pointed this out recently. Yeah. Like with Requiem for a Vampire, I think every time you told me, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> like Requiem for a Dream, but with vampires. Yep. Uh, exactly, exactly that. Now, drum roll, please. Next time on Be Positive, we're watching... Ragin' Cajun. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's Ragin' Cajun. Okay, I'm oh, I'm legitimately excited for that. It's definitely going back to something like Yeti, Curse of the Sneeman. It might. It might it might be um like a Cameron Mitchell adjacent Piranha Conda yeah, vehicle. Yeah. We're gonna I can already tell we're gonna go down into the swamps of Louisiana. And get raging with the Cajun. I More French that. people. More French people. Oh my We're God. doing a French month now. All right, it's French. It's but it's ever since you moved to Vietnam, you've been colonized uh, by the French. I've been. This podcast has been colonized. Oh by the my French. God! Get out of our podcast, you French. All right, thank you for listening. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, it's been great to be back in a Blanket Fort with you, Louis. It's it's been wonderful. It's yeah. a really cozy Blanket it's Fort. It's been too long, in fact. It has. One thing I will say is that Canis Radio is dead. Oh, my God. It's now Wolfenhaas Media <laughs> is our new. Okay. And we've got .com, so check out the website, wolfenhaas.com. Uh, there are some film reviews on the Be Positive blog. Nice. We have an accompanying blog and maybe a shop even one day. Yeah. yeah there's an like option that. on GoDaddy, which is uh, the website builder and not my fetish. fetish yeah and of course you can find us on twitter tweet at us tell us what you want tell us what you think of raging cajun and tell us if you think i'm wrong for being broken about eyes of the werewolf and maybe perhaps you don't mind 15 minutes of gratuitous almost pornographic rape no, I mean, you probably mind. You probably do, and I hope you do. I, yeah, if you don't mind, please don't. Listen. Please unsubscribe. Please, please. That's the first time we've asked anyone to unsubscribe. We're usually very hungry for subscribers. Yeah, yeah, we are desperate, even. You could say desperate. You could say it. You could say many things. That's a spooky outro. <laughs> and you stay scary. <laughs> We're switching it up. It's getting all crazy. I have been, Louis. Uh, and I have... Continue to maintain Fraser from now until later in the future.
See you next time. See you next time on Be Positive. Now we're going to get to the self-help uh, part. Yes, of, of course, the self-help part. Of yes. the podcast. So, you know, if you... Man. Breathe deeply. Have you ever felt like you've had a bat stuck onto your genitalia? Mm-hmm. Giving you oral stimulation? Mm-hmm. Call a doctor now Please. about depression. It's it's done. Um, I feel like we can high five each other and pat ourselves on the back.